I want a better life for my family. What's next? I'm looking to better my career. What's next? I just graduated from high school. What's next? I dropped out of high school. What's next? I'm the first in my family to go to college. What's next? I just lost my job. What's next? I just got out of the military. What's next? I've just been released from prison. What's next? I don't know what's next for me. Don't know what's next for you? Join me, Dr. Renee Cintron, on the What's Next Louisiana podcast and discover the possibilities with Louisiana's community and technical colleges. Welcome to another episode of the What's Next Louisiana podcast, where we are set to inform you about the work that our community and technical colleges are doing across the state and hopefully inspire you in regards to what's next for you. Tonight, we have a special episode where I have the pleasure of speaking with fellow veterans from across our state. So let's meet our guests. Let's start with Archie Jeter. Uh, Archie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your name? Obviously, I just said it, but, you know, school, your major, your military affiliation, uh, and anything else you want to share about, about yourself. And then we'll meet our other two guests uh, and, and have a conversation, all of us together. Archie, go ahead. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, but we can't see you just yet. You can't see me, huh? Yeah, there you are. Okay. All right. My, my name is Archie Jeter. I'm a 12-year service-connected Air Force veteran, and I'm currently enrolled at Northwest Technical College here in Shreveport, Louisiana, in the barbering program. And my my objective once I uh, graduate is to own and operate my own barber shop once I graduate from the barbering program. All right. Good deal. Thank you, Archie, for, for joining here and, and for taking the time. Uh, Crystal, we'll go to you next. Hi. Um, I'm Crystal Ginger. I'm the special assistant to the chancellor at Fletcher Technical Community College. And I'm also a, a U.S. Navy six and a half year vet, also disabled, uh, medical discharge. And when I was in the military, I was air traffic controller. All right, excellent. Thank you. Felton, how about you? If you want to introduce yourself, your name, school, major, military affiliation, anything else you want to add? Uh, my name's Felton Williams. Uh, I'm a U.S. Army veteran. Um, I go to Northwest uh, Louisiana Technical Community College. Uh, I'm in the HVAC program, heating, uh, air conditioning, and ventilation. Uh, a refrigeration too, but I'm going to be more in the comfort cooling part of it, you know, uh, because so many people are spending time inside. Uh, they should, it should be comfortable. It should be clean because uh, everything in the world is changing around us. Uh, I I love being in the program. I love uh, what what's being done for us, you know, as veterans, you know, and my college experience is going going very well so far. I'll, I'll be out there changing lives before you know it, <laughs> thanks to the Louisiana community college system, you know, and uh, the opportunities that they provide for us. 
Well, thank you. And thank you all for, again, taking the time to have this conversation. And I look forward to, I know we spoke a little bit right before we started. I look forward to having a, a more conversation with you. Felton, uh, when are you due to graduate? Uh, I'm scared to get out in May. Uh, get, get out. Uh, you know, <laughs> get out. Is it I'm, that bad I'm, that you want to get out? It's like ETS like because it's work. <laughs> you know, it's it's still work, and but it's the the next step. You know, I got to complete that before I can move to the next step. And uh, when you get to be fifty, you you you're ready to move. You're ready to do something, and uh, it, it's. It's just a, a t I'm doing a career change and, and it's how I got back into college because I, I wanted to flip careers and I don't want to spend five, six years in the field being a, a, a newbie apprentice again like that. So you go to a place to get skill set so you can come in a little bit ahead of the game because I have lots of practical experience, but I need the technical experience. And that's the opportunity that uh, I'm taking advantage of at the moment. Well, I'm going to say this. You've got a cool career ahead of you. Well, that's exactly why I'm in HVAC. I want to do something cool. There you go. Archie, um, you know, you, you say you want to start your own business. When are you finishing your studies with Northwest Technical Community College? No, Northwest okay. Louisiana Technical Community College. Right here in Shreveport. Uh, yes, I'm in the barbering program, and I will be graduating also uh, in May. I will be graduating in May. All right, good. And, and that's when you're going to start your your venture. Right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm looking for a locations right now, you know, a okay. location because I want to own and operate my own business. Uh, what I did mention earlier is I'm a 32 year uh, postal service uh, uh, retired. I retired as a mailman, 32 years of service. And uh, the what I like about this program and the barbering program, it's a lot like being a mailman. You 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 you. In, you're communicating with a lot of uh, people from all walks of life. And that's what I like about this barbering program. It reminds me of the postal service. And as a mailman, when I was a mailman. That's great. Th thank you both for sharing what your plans are after, after you're done with your school. You know what I forgot to share with you all, uh, at least in this session, since we started, I shared it with you earlier, but, but I spent some time in the air force. And, and it, so it's nice to speak with, with other veterans about the things that, that we have in common and, and we were appreciating the fact that we have different services here and we're missing our our brothers and sisters at arms in, in the Marines that are not in, in here in the yep. Coast Guard and others. So, but we do have a good good representation uh, of the different branches of the military, which is which is great. And uh, Crystal, I wanna turn to you for a second. To, we just heard from, from two students that, that are returning and getting a, a second career in many instances and are excited about finishing up and getting into that venture. And I know you, uh, in addition to your previous job with uh, air traffic controller, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you do a little bit of that, the air, air traffic controlling in the Veterans Center that, that you're a part of there at Fletcher Technical Community College. Can you tell, tell me and the listeners and those that are watching about the support services that you and others provide at, this, at the Veterans Center? Absolutely. Um in addition to being the chancellor's assistant, I'm also the Veteran Resource Center supervisor here at Fletcher. And what we have done, we started about two years ago, creating the center to be a place for veterans to come, a place for veterans to kind of feel like a USO type environment where you come in, 
You get water, coffee, some snacks that are available to you, a place for you to come and sit and study, a quiet spot, or also a place where you can gather with other veterans and have a study time together or just to connect again. The biggest part that when we started this was to get connected with our veteran students and having them a place to come to. And then in the process, as we grew, we started realizing you guys do not know the services that are available out there to you. There's more than just educational benefits that are there. So now we were on the path to looking for how do we provide these resources to our veterans so they can know. And then we started meeting people in the community and there's several organizations throughout our area. One I'd love to highlight is South Louisiana Veterans Organization. They are an outreach program and they really have partnered with us to help supply some of the things in our center so that way veterans can come and get office supplies if they need pencils, highlighters, and notepad. So we have that kind of information and supplies here for them as well. And we also have, um, let's see, we have, we're, we're sponsored by a Rotary Club. So they help us provide like, technical equipment into the office that can have a student come in here and use a computer, use the printer for free. Along with all the other things like we uh, provide work study student availability for anyone who's on VA benefits, you can get, if you qualify, you can get a job part time on the campus to kind of supplement some money. And there's all kind of other things. There's a lending library that we have available for students in case you can't afford that big textbook. If we have it in our library, you're able to check it out just like a normal library. So those are just some of the few things that we really offer along with, and I don't want to forget, we have a navigator. I don't know if you've heard about the navigator on campus. This was something um, established through Governor Edwards two years ago, I believe, huh, Renee, that every campus would have a veteran center on every college campus in the state of Louisiana with a navigator who helps the veteran navigate, as you know, through the VA benefits, as you all know. VA benefits can be difficult and trying, and sometimes we want to just give it up, right? Like, okay, there's too much paperwork. But uh, we have the navigator in place that helps you through that process. And I know uh, throughout our 13 colleges, there's a veteran center with a navigator there to help you navigate your way through college to, to coming back into the civilian world, transitioning, you know, from the military and getting yourself connected into the college community. Because what we want to do is make sure you're successful. When you walk in the door, we want you to enroll, but we also want you to finish and complete and go on to your next career. That's great. Thank you for that summary and, and giving the idea of what you what you're doing at the center and, and the fact that there are these centers at other colleges. And the navigator is someone employed by the Department of Veteran Affairs right. out at each at each campus at each college rather, uh, which is interesting. And and I want to go back to something you said about the transition and go through and ask Archie and Felton to maybe share a little bit about the connection between their military experience and the college experience. So Archie, Archie we'll start with you. You know, how do, how do the two worlds intersect, your, your veteran experience with your college experience? When you, when you say, uh, how do they connect? What do you mean from, from the time I got out of the service and, and when I got yeah. back into civilian life? Exactly, yeah. 
Okay. Well, a lot of it has to do with, from what I can see, is the discipline. Well, once you're in the military, that discipline is, is, is what yeah. starts, starts your whole whole career, whole life, is discipline. And once you once you get out of the military, you, you, you continue that same discipline in whatever field you choose and, 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 and go on with it. You know, and that, that's what I've noticed, uh, the difference between the uh, military and the uh, civilian life. Great. Thank you, Archie. Felton, anything to add to that? Um, well, the discipline is, is absolutely something that you carry with you uh, from the military to everywhere else you go. Uh, I, I joined the military when I was 17 years old. I got into the Louisiana National Guard on the delayed entry program, which was an educational program, which allows you to do basic training in your uh between your 11th and 12th grade year and do your AIT after you graduated from high school. And um, where I was coming from, you know, it was 1987, graduating in 1988. The military was my ticket for education and to get out of uh, the situation that you have no choice when you're a kid, you know, but, uh, this is the land of the free, home of the brave. You make it, what you, you go get it if you want to go get it. So at, right. and it was April the 8th. I remember it like it was yesterday <laughs> when my mother signed me into the Louisiana National Guard. Stuart A. Briot was my recruiter uh, and it, it changed my life. It, it, it opened the door to get set on the path because I live in a rural area where, and in 87, 88, 89, there was no, the oil industry had busted here. Yeah. There was no casinos. There was only dope and jail. That was, that was those were your two options. So uh, the military, it kept me from being on dope and going to jail. So I took advantage of that and I learned from that. You know, if you want to do something, go get the education, but everybody may not have that opportunity. I'm just happy I made the choices that I made so I have an opportunity to continue that. So my first career, I went into, uh, I was an engineer in the Louisiana National Guard and my unit got activated and we served in Desert Storm uh, honorably, you know, in the uh, neutral zone near Basra. Uh, and it was every day something new and exciting because when you're in the military and you're in the National Guard, you kind of look down upon they. They challenge you all the time. So you have to show your soldier all the time. And and we performed as excellent soldiers, you know, and I'm very proud of my service, the time that I did, what I've done there and in between. But uh, I wouldn't be here today now in school again uh, if it was not for the assistance from the military and and just good help. Louisiana was so fine. When I got back from Desert Storm, they said every soldier that served in Desert Storm, $300. I was a college student at the time. So it was it it, it, it was just for, sir, it was just for being, you know, a, a thank you. And I remember that. So I don't take anything for granted. I don't know. Uh, I, I wish other soldiers would take advantage of it if they can. If they have that opportunity and they want to do something, but it's frustrating. A lot of times we get frustrated and because 
there's a, a way things should be. And when you come back, it's not that way. People don't lie to you in the military most of the time. I, I, I don't even know Archie and Crystal very well, or you, Renee, but I know I can trust you yes. with my life. And I've never seen you before. And just because we served in a, a, a greater fraternity and our American brotherhood and sisterhood, it just supersedes all of that because I I kind of know who you are. I know what, what you're about. And But when you come out and you're dealing with just any and everybody is frustrated because people just look you in the face and just laugh. They just tell you, I'll be there and they ain't coming. They, that, that, and that's hard to transition to but uh the community college is very similar to ait in the the military which is advanced individual training it's what you are, are there to become besides you know uh, a, a basic combat soldier so that's what this college experience is similar to that but way less stressful way less stressful my mr my uh instructors are not as intense as any of the instructors i had at AIT in, in the army. So, but just a, a quality education it is what they're doing. Can I point out something, Renee? Uh, something that Felton said that caught my attention. I remember when we were in the military and I was older, I actually went into the military 30 years old. So I was already an adult, been in the world, and chose to go into the military to serve my country. So I had a lot of you know wisdom, I guess, to some degree compared to the 20-year-olds. But uh, one of the things I had learned and watched was veterans, when you're in the military, there's so many opportunities, right? There's so many benefits and opportunities, but we don't go looking for it. They have it there, but they want you to go find out. They want you to go explore. And if you just do that, then you find out there's all these things that you can do, right? Or have at your disposal. One of the things I know in the military is always, we don't make enough money. We don't make enough money. But we would always remind everybody there's benefits that you don't even realize that are out there, right? But they have to go after it. Well, it's the same thing coming to college. What we're learning with our veteran students, they don't know all the benefits that are still available to them even after the military. States have a different, some states have different programs that are just state funded for veterans compared to federal. So they don't come out looking for it. So we are trying to get out there to get our veterans to know you have things at your disposal. And I'm speaking uh, from a veteran who had to be forced to go after the benefits that are available because I was doing the same thing. So I just thought it was interesting when he said that. And it just reminded me, we still do it even in our civilian life or in college. There's benefits there, but we we have to go look for it and we do not do it. But our centers are hopefully around to give you that little nudge and help you find those resources. So I hope that was yeah, thank you for adding that, uh, Felton. Something you said. Um, you were you studied in you were an engineer in the army. Is that right? Yes, combat engineer. We blow up stuff. We build stuff. We you know we built the infantry. You know, make a good road. They'll walk on the side of it. It's but that's what we, that's what uh, the engineers do. You know, the unit that I was in. You know. When you mentioned AIT, it made me think about we we call it tech school. Same same difference. Same thing. I yeah. was in uh, Fort Leonard Wood for mine, so that was that was that yours too. Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Uh, I, my my Leonard first. Was some engineers there. Yes, 
Yeah, I went to good schools. Yeah, I went. To, yeah, you went to the woods, lost in the woods, misery. It's what. Well, hold up. I think I've got something even better than y'all. I was air traffic control in the Navy. I was in Pensacola on the beach at a, a training station. Here. I'm just, you? I'm just saying. You know, I'm sorry. It was rough. You got. I, I, I can see it. I see the stress on you now from it. It yeah. was very stressful. It, it, I would tell my friends, you know, when I go to Pensacola, I'm like, look, we study because they condensed a two year civilian air traffic yes. control program into four months. Yes. We would be at the beach with our post-it notes and cards yes. and books. And we're just like eating, breathing, thinking air traffic control. But we were on a beach. So I'm just saying. That, that's, that's a the server line. Nice, you know. uh, Archie, where did you do your technical training uh, in, in the Air Force? I did my technical training at uh, Lakeland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. But see, my my experience was uh, I stayed six years, and uh, actually I'm getting the uh, 40 percent uh, disability right now, based on the, the PTSD. Actually, they shouldn't have shipped me every year. I went from I went from uh, San Antonio, Texas, to uh, Rodman Air Force Base. Only stayed there a year. I, I was supposed to stay more than 15 months. But after that, they sent me to Instalik Air Force Base in Turkey. I stayed there a year. After that, I went to uh, Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri. I stayed there a year. I stayed six years now. After a year in, in Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri, they sent me to Clark Air Base in the Philippines a year. After I stayed there a year, they sent me to Tampa, Florida, down to Mike Neal Air Force Base. And that's why I got discharged after six years. You, you so, wanted so, to make you wanted them to make up their minds where they wanted to have <laughs> every year. Um, one of my sergeants was tap tapping me on the shoulder, saying, "Hey, you being shipped out?" You know, I said, "What? I just I only been here about a year." Yeah, <laughs> and then I ship out again. Yeah, well, that's great. So I want to ask y'all. Uh, when we go around around for for this one, uh, Archie, we'll keep keep it with you. What do you? What advice do you have for? for students in general, or specifically veteran students that want to pursue uh, a tra training at your institution or any other community college across the state? Well, the first thing they need to do is, is, is like, uh, I forgot the lady name here, but they, they should seek the uh, veteran counselor and see what, what the benefits and opportunities they have for that college, I mean, in, in that particular college. That's what they need to do, go to the Veterans uh, Affairs Office and find out what in their area, what 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 opportunities are available? Okay, good. Thanks, Archie. What about you, Felton? What what is what's a piece of advice for students? Don't wait. Do it. Just just do it. That's that's the hardest part is getting started because uh, most vets don't want to seem like whiners. You know, and they that everybody is in college to make a change in their life, and when people get a opportunity to to make that change they find excuses to get in the way and it's hard to shake them because uh it's like oh, it's just like that ptsd i'm 90 percent ptsd so i i know and it's and it's that's a part of the frustrating part that you know you you know it's a better way and it should go a better way but you get frustrated and you you're vet I don't really need that to survive or make it because I can make it with less. It's not as bad as the army. It's not as bad as, you know, being in the desert. It's not that bad. So you learn to adapt, overcome and make do in your real life, which 
it'll cause you to suffer because you know you can make it and you're just happy that you've done so much for and the country's done so much for you because you've seen places that that actually suck you know we we don't suck we may have this we got enough uh we can just talk trash to each other and be upset with each other all <laughs> we want but we still don't suck there's some places that they, they got it rough and if you but once you go there and experience that you think about this place hey I really don't want to lose it so I I would there's nothing that I wouldn't do for it I would go to I would do 50 more tours if it would save America I, I would do them by myself it if it would save what we have here and it's fragile because we're a special place and we can't get lost in stupid stuff you know, and not realize who we are. And, but the biggest thing is just to, to do it, you know, just to do it. There's nobody there that's going to uh, hold you back. Everybody, they want to help, but you don't want to hear all of that. You know, like I don't, when people say, you know, thank you for your service, I don't feel like I've done anything to be thanked for because I live in America too. It's like thanking me for being me. And that makes me feel weird all the time. I don't know to say you're welcome. I don't know what the, I've, I've been a vet 30 years. I still feel weird when people thank me for that. And it's a lot of times it's why I don't wear any like paraphernalia or anything. I'm just, I don't want any credit for anything that you're supposed to do anyway. Don't pat. And we got so soft, I think too, you know, that everybody needs a trophy or a participant badge oh. or something. And I'm not from that generation. So sometimes it may seem like I'm not warm and fuzzy. You know, I, I have my, my best cell phone now, but that is not a, everybody doesn't get a trophy. You got to go at it and give it your best. You know, everybody needs a, a may need some help. Everybody may need some encouragement, but you don't just quit because you didn't get a participant badge or something. And, I see a lot of that because I'm 50 in there with guys that are a lot younger, you know, fresh out of high school and everything is a tragedy. And it's just like, good God. And and, and so some things are kind of challenging for me because I see them so differently. But I I try to understand. I I ask them questions, you know, why is that hard? You know, what is going on with that? And uh but it's it's kind of weird to me, you know, because I, I guess I'm just I'm from a different world, and I, I seem I feel ancient because uh, it's just a certain way I think, you know, people should carry themselves, you know, the way you should perform and do stuff. And I know because I live in America and I fought for people's stupidity, so you can be as stupid as you want to be, you know. I try to let them exercise that with me, you know. I don't tell people how to think or, or anything. I just don't think it. And that bothers me because I have to internally push it back in, push it in, Felton. No, don't be so, you know, push it down. But sometimes it don't work, you know, and y'all just pray for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to amen you, brother. You've been like, just, <laughs> no, I'm just go ahead, Pastor, I'm just preach it. <laughs> so, so far, my experience. So far we have, you know, seek help. Archie told us, you know, go, go get, go get help, go find the veteran uh, supports, uh, uh, veteran affairs and, right. and help. Yeah. And Felton is telling us, uh, go do it, go get it, go, go yes, after it. Crystal, what's your, what's your advice? 
the same thing. (laughs) Come to the center. Seek us out. Uh, We have our webpage that directs you into getting to the center, right? We actually revamped our whole admission process for veterans in conjunction with our mission department. So we have things right when you go into any admission uh, part of our website, there's veterans. You can click on it. It gets you straight to the webpage for a veteran center. Then, of course, there's all kind of information in there. And there's a connect form that we ask you to fill out because we're going to reach out to you. As soon as we get that connect form, we're, we're going after you. We're calling you. We want to check in. We want to help you. Uh, we don't want you just to kind of like maybe apply and then maybe you don't come and enroll. We want to be a part of your whole life while you're here at school. We want to see you transition. We want to see you successful in graduating. So my biggest advice to any student, any veteran and their families, please look for a center. Or if there isn't a center, I'm just saying go to the admissions and ask who is your veteran's benefit administrator, counselor, representative out there because they will have the information. And then, like you just said, do it. You know, that's great. Thanks, Crystal. You bring up a very good point. You know, there is someone that that's available to help you. Um, all of our institutions have been recognized as military-friendly schools, yes. uh, and and that is something that there's a list of criteria that has to be met in order for for that recognition yeah. to be to be issued. Um, so I'm going to ask you all, uh, well, Crystal, let's stay with you for a second. Um, what, you know, you mentioned that admissions uh, process, the application, those kind of things. Um, what would you say, you know, the first step is, so, you know, somebody's listening to this, like, yes, I'm, list, uh, I'm ready to start. I want, I want to do it and I want to seek help. Where do they go? What, sh- what should they, what should they do? Depending if they're coming in person, that's you know different compared to someone searching online. So if you're coming in, the first thing you should ask for is our admissions office or if there is a center to should I start there? And to me, that's the first process. We will take you to the admissions to get things started. The one thing about our center we're not fully equipped with is a, a full-time person to sit and, and work you through the process, but we will guide you to admissions help you with application and get you started into uh, looking at what program you might like. So we are trying to work with our admissions department to kind of side by side with them. If you're online, we have everything just about step by step. Now we just revamped it because we were noticing that we weren't getting connected. And so we decided let's look at the moment student either looks at us online or walks in there, what do we want them to do? And of course, the military in us, in me for sure, came with, oh, we need a checklist. We need a training file on that person, right? And so we're looking at that moment, that connection form that they fill out online, and that we have the each step of what we want to do. And we really want to follow that student through their whole time because we have you know, one semester you could be dealing with some one thing and the next semester you might be dealing with another thing. And we know the organizations, we know the, the community resources that are out there that might be able to help you. I mean, we have so many different companies that help it. If there's a financial assistance, a housing assistance, 
you know, you may be dealing with something one semester and the next semester you're fine. Well, we want to still be plugged in with you pretty much from beginning to the end. So my first advice would be get into the admissions office. If you're physically coming in, definitely come seek out the center. We have the big sign that we're a military friendly campus. So hopefully that triggers in a student that, hey, wait, there's something here for military. Let me go seek it out. Right. And uh, we're educating more of our staff too to understand if it's a veteran student and their family. Get in touch with us. Get in touch with me or the navigator, and we will start the ball rolling with that student. And just a, the other day, we had a great example that our system that we put in place is actually working, right? I get a call from a military spouse whose husband was 100% disabled, uh, and he passed away. She wants to go back to school. She's, you know, in her 40s and change of life. So she said, I saw on the website that, you know, I had, I saw your number. I said, oh, perfect. Wonderful. And from there, I got my little checklist out and we went through and I started talking to her about things. And then I connected her with who she needs to talk to in admissions, who are the veteran people that can help you with all the VA benefits because each parish has a VAC, they call it. It's a veteran's assistance counselor. So they're assigned to each parish that that's where they process all your VA benefits for education. So it's like, I gave her all those contact information. I gave her the navigator information. And now we've plugged her in, we're in our, she's in our system. So now we're gonna walk with her through the whole thing. We wanna be there with her because we know what it's like. Not many people understand a veteran life, a family member of a veteran and the things that you might be experiencing, but we were able to share and, and talk, and she is starting to see that this is a place that she can come to, and there's people waiting for her and want to help her. So in a nutshell, get to those centers, get to the admissions, get to the website, and reach out. Great. Thank you. Thank, thank you all, Archie, Crystal, Felton, for, for taking the time out. Uh, I want to ask you, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to share that, that you, you you have it in the back of your head? Like, oh, you know, I really wanted to share this. Is there anything like that that, that we didn't get the chance to talk about? There's one thing I would like to mention. Yeah. I, I remember when I was a mailman, I used to run into veterans all the time, you know, when I was delivering mail on the street. And a lot of veterans didn't know that, like, once you get out of the get honorable discharge, you have 10 years to use your, your GI Bill for, you know, your education. You have 10 years to use it or lose it. That's, that's the, normally once right. you, re, once you uh, get out the first, but a lot of veterans don't know that if you service connected with 10%, with 10% or more, that you still can get it because that's what I'm getting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting paid right now because of the VRE, Veteran Readjustment and Employment Act. A lot, a lot of veterans don't know that that's a total different program there. You know, the, the Veterans Readjustment and Employment Act. But it takes 11 years from the time that you uh, from the time that you received your uh, your claim, you have 11 years to use it. And I've been out I've been out 40 some years and that's what I'm using now, the Veterans Readjustment and Employment Act. A lot of veterans don't know that. That's great, Archie. Th thanks for adding that because uh, it goes back to Crystal's point about seeking 
seeking help, right? Going to the center and getting that advice. Uh, so that, that's great. Thanks, Archie, for sharing that. All right. Any, uh, any other? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm Crystal. thinking um, the other thing, I don't know how many people know this, but uh, Louisiana has something called Title 29. And that's a veteran benefit if you are a certain percentage of disability that your family, your spouse, I know for sure you're dependent, your child can go to college, you know, in this a state funded university. So that was something I had no idea about. And that's something you just don't realize that an individual state has that kind of benefit for education. So, you know, that's information you want to know about. Other states may have something different, but for Louisiana, it's called Title 29. And to me, that was life changing to know that, you know, I might have qualifications for my son to be able to go to a university in the state of Louisiana or a college, you know, anywhere that's a state uh, organization. So it's like that's, that's important to know that. So those are things you just kind of want to get the, uh, the word out. Thank, thank you for that. Uh, so I'm gonna, I have one more question for each of you, and it's the title of, of our podcast, so we have to go with this one. What's next for you? What What is, I know we talked a little bit about this, but what's next for you career-wise, school-wise, personally, later tonight, whatever you want to say, what's next <laughs> I think I mentioned mine a little bit earlier, that once <laughs> I graduate uh, from this barber school, I plan to own and operate my own barber shop, and I'm I'm looking for certain locations right now. As a matter of fact, I have two or three already in sight right now, location. There you go. And so what's next for Archie is the location. Good deal. Go ahead. I say I have about five months left. Excellent. Great deal. Congratulations in advance. Oh, what thank about you. What's next for you? Well, uh, if I was putting it like in the military, once I uh, uh, get out of AIT, I'm going to go to whatever unit will have me. Uh, I'll probably stick with that unit for a year before I look for a transfer into my own security industry. You know, I'll be doing my own thing eventually, too. But I I plan to do that for at least a year, then go into uh, maintenance and repair and comfort cooling and, and dealing with the cleanliness of, of people's inside air. Inside air quality is is something that I know that is about to be growing because Everybody's scared of everybody's germs everywhere. If you cough on this podcast right now, I'm going to flinch because I don't want the COVID, you know, I, and, <laughs> you know, health. You, you're nothing without your health. So uh, having good air in there. But I want to spin it back around by the time, you know, I get to 60. I would love to to teach at uh, the college and give someone else an opportunity to uh, learn a good career, learn a good hustle, uh, not come out in the workforce and be so soft and be so thin skinned. I think I can help with that. You know, I've just helped people change their lives, you know, because some of these young kids, they need to toughen up a little bit. They got to be a little bit because America's a, it's a, it's a tough place too. You know, you can get it. <laughs> But you can't get it if you soft. It's not made for the faint of heart. It's not for soft people. Soft people need not apply, you know. Uh, and we, you know, I, but this is the hard people's town. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on with us. So pray for us, you know, most of all, because we're willing to pay it out, you know, that, and we're those type of people. But 
it's not, I don't see a lot of them left and it's scary. But after that, I'm going to help change their lives and it's going to be better. You'll have, you know, uh, highly efficient uh, HVAC techs. You know, I'll probably make patches for them and everything. But the sky's the limit, you know. I'm only 50. I have 100 years left. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just having, I'm living my best life, you know. Uh, <laughs> take the good with the bad and the bitter with the sweet and don't let the devil steal your joy. So that's, that's me. Thanks, Felton, for sharing what's next and what's next after that and after that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Thanks. Crystal, what about you? Well, what's next? If my boss is out there, I hope to stay her assistant as long as she's the chancellor. That's the first goal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dr. Strickland. Um, the other thing is I've had a vision from the beginning about the Veteran Center that I hope to see play out in my time here, and that is to be a one-stop shop. Right now, you know, we're still in, uh, I would say we're in toddler stage right now. We started an infant as now we're a toddler, and I'm hoping eventually we're going to be where when that veteran walks in the door, that we can do everything from the center, from admissions to registration to graduation, you know, the whole nine yards, all the financial aid. So that's kind of like a long-term goal for the center. And I hope I get to see that come to pass. Yeah, th definitely. Thank you for that, uh, for what's next there from you. And I, I appreciate it. You playing it safe for a minute and, and going with uh, your chancellor and said, hey, look, I, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not thinking about what's next, uh, you know, here, but that's good. I know you have a great vision for what the Veterans Center uh, should be there. Uh, well, I want to say it again. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule, spending, you know, Tuesday afternoon or evening with me and and talking about this. And, uh, it, you know, I think that each of us had had a different experience in our military journey, but I, I can't remember who said it, but, you know, we can trust each other. We, we I think, I feel like we bonded. We can go anywhere together and, and, and do, do anything. I, I want to get my, my air, air conditioning fix from Felton and get my haircut from our change your life. So, you know, I, I, I trust that for sure. Um, but so thanks again. And, and we're not the only ones that, that are, uh, that have military background that are either working at the college or going to school at the college. We have a, a ton of people and, and we have a, a little tribute that we're going to roll here in a minute, uh, of all the folks that, that are not all, but a lot of the folks that are part of, of our system, either as students, as faculty, uh, so we're going to roll that real quick before we wrap up. Uh, well, thank you, Renee, for inviting me to be part of this event. It's been real special. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Archie. Thank you, Felton. Crystal, y'all have a, a great night. We're going to leave the audience with this uh, quick uh, uh, rolling of our pictures of folks that, uh, that have spent time in the military and now are spending time within our colleges, either as students or as faculty, staff, uh, you know, going from service to the country and now serving to service to their community. Thank you all very much. And everybody else have a great night. This has been the What's Next Louisiana podcast brought to you by LCTCS. And my name is Renee Cintron. Keep coming back and listening for more. Good night, Thank everybody. You. Before we wrap things up, we want to take the time at the end of each episode to answer some questions from our listeners. 
If you have a question you would like us to answer, email us. What's next, Louisiana at lctcs.edu. You can visit us online at lctcs.edu slash what's next LA or tweet us at goLCTCS. A special thanks to the What's Next Louisiana podcast team. Aquina Grant, LCTCS Director of Communications. Landon Corbin, LCTCS Coordinator of Digital Outreach. April Smith, North Shore Technical Community College, Livingston Campus Dean. Jason Leader, Nunes Community College, Director of Communications. Darian Atkins, Louisiana Delta Community College, Director of Community and Public Relations. Until next time, I'm Dr. Renee Cintron asking you, what's next, Louisiana?